The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. The reading today is taken from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verse 3 to 11. If anyone teaches false doctrines and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, he is conceited and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. I ask, O Lord, that as the sound of my voice is heard, I pray that you will minister to my listeners today, that this podcast will be a blessing to as many that listen to it. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Lesson from Oliver Twist. The Lesson from Oliver Twist. Today's podcast is about uh, the life of contentment for the child of God. However, before we go into that, let us look at uh, the, the very important line from uh, the book Oliver Twist, written by Charles Dickens in 1837. Many who read Charles Dickens' classic Oliver Twist may not necessarily remember precisely those intriguing narrative of the master storyteller. But one aspect of the story that readers never seem to forget is that Oliver Twist asks for more after the other boys 
bullied him into asking for more gruel at the end of a meal. Of course, we understand the reason why Oliver Twist was pressured to doing the apparently unthinkable thing by asking for more. It was a very distressing time for Oliver and his friends under those circumstances. So they had to find a way to get more food for their little bellies. But not so with our contemporary society that is constantly asking for an unnecessary more. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 7 to 8 says this. We brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. In other words, there is no need for all the hustling and jostling we do if we are thankful for the basic necessities of life. Even though Oliver Twist is not a Christian novel, it is a book that continues to resonate with contemporary societal meme. Oliver wanted more of the oatmeal being served, but the irony was the fact that the overfed kitchen master considered Oliver's courage to demand for more sacrilegious, worthy of capital punishment as a result. What does this tell us today in our own society? We see that the establishment is enraged whenever the masses ask for more by way of raising the living standard to balance the ensuing rate of inflation of the capital markets. And also, whenever there is an economic meltdown, the taxpayers endorse the effect of it while the elites and the wealthy who orchestrated it in the first place feel no pain. But as children of God, aside from those material things, we must come to that place to ask ourselves this question. What is it that we want more? We know that the stewardship of the resources of this world are unevenly distributed and as a result, many people are forced to live in abject poverty. For example, according to a reliable report, the wealthiest 1% of the world's population owns more than half of the world's wealth. However, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are compelled to ask ourselves the very important question. What is it that we want more than anything else? Of course, you cannot help if you live in this world not to be tempted to want more, albeit not like Oliver Twist who just needed more to stay alive. But as someone who just need more to feed his or her ego. So I ask again, what is it that is important to you so much? What is it that you want more than anything else? Until we are able to uh, provide an answer to this question, then we are not ready to begin 
a real walk with God. Each time and each minute of the day, the media assaults us with unsolicited advertisement. Cleverly, they seem to know what we like, what we would like, and how to push us to buy them. Even without money, they say to us, buy now and pay later. And if you don't pay at the right time, and if you can't pay, we will take you to court and subsequently imprison you, your body or your mind, and many of us fall for the pitch. In spite of this, God's word already wants us in the book of James chapter 4 verse 1 to 4. It says this, Where do you think your fighting and endless conflict come from? Don't you think that they originated in the constant pursuit of gratification that rages inside each of you like an uncontrolled militia? You crave something that you do not possess, so you murder to get it. You desire the things you cannot earn, so you sue others and fight for what you want. You do not have because you have chosen not to ask. And when you do ask, you still do not get what you want because your motives are all wrong. Because you continually to focus on self-indulgence. You adulterers. Don't you know that making friends with this corrupt world order is open aggression towards God? So, anyone who aligns with this bogus world system is declaring war against the one true God. Child of God, from this passage of the scripture, we can glean that if it is just material wealth that we want, then that is equal to greed and idolatry. That means you're bringing your attention to other gods. You align yourself with the things that are against God directly. But if your desire is to be relevant to your faith in Christ and has the potential to edify and construct a Christ-like character in you, then that is what you should earnestly desire. Because at the end of the day, everything that is in this world, all the material things will aspire. But the one thing that can never aspire is our personal relationship with God. It's our desire to be that which God wants us to be. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. said succinctly in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well you see my friends God your creator 
is very much interested in giving to you what you need but not what you think you need he created you so you can trust him to look after you can you not see that he takes great care to beautify the birds of the air think about the beautiful flowers in your garden that is also the handiwork of god who knows your need all that god is asking of you is to simply delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart that is in psalm chapter 37 verse number 4 you see the problem is with the so-called prosperity gospel which is so dangerous what is called prosperity gospel is in effect destroying people's mindset because there is no such thing as prosperity gospel it is either the gospel or a gospel listen to what the apostle paul said to the galatian church no matter the source of the false gospel even if it is preached by us or a heavenly messenger ignore it may those who add to or subtract from the gospel of jesus christ be eternally cursed that's in galatians chapter 1 verse 8 my brothers and my sisters there is a very serious consequence for adhering to a false gospel in any form or shape but if we seek only the kingdom of god all the rest will fall into place whether it is the prosperity of your soul or your material needs this is because what is called prosperity is in fact embedded in the gospel itself you do not need to preach or listen to any separate gospel called prosperity because god's word said in philippian chapter 4 verse 19 my god will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in christ jesus god is interested in your need in meeting your needs there's no need to preach again any other gospel that is devoid of contentment and that's what we're talking about today that's the lesson we need to learn from the story of Oliver Twist that's the lesson we need to learn from our key text today while Oliver Twist is not a christian novel per se It was created under a society heavily influenced by Christians. Their culture and language. The story depicts the complexity of the evolution of the day as it mirrors ours today. Our takeaway today from this podcast is how our society have been saturated by the same spirit of greed that manifested itself in a minute way in Oliver and his friends in their time but ours is now being showcased in the name of capitalism 
and consumer-driven egocentric society we call civilization where all people do is asking for more to spend on their vanity. I remember some years ago in the city of Lagos, Nigeria, and I was leading a prayer meeting. So I was led to listen to the prayers being made. And most of the things I was hearing from people was, God bless me. God, I need breakthrough. God, give me this. God, give me that. God, I need a car. God, I need a house. God, I need this. There was nothing said about the decadence of the society we were in. There was nothing said about uh, any other thing, the kingdom of God, but about themselves. All people need is themselves, themselves, me, 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 me. That's what people need to satisfy their own need and nothing else. But the question is that, is God interested in meeting your need? My answer is the absolute yes. God is interested in meeting your need. But should we focus our attention to our own needs? And I'll say no. If we seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, God will meet the rest of the need. How do we do this? We do that by giving our life, surrendering our life to the curse of Jesus Christ. By taking up our own cross and following Jesus Christ. Once we have done that, we seek his righteousness by living to please God alone and no one else. Then all the other things that we are looking for will be added. But remember, it's your need that God is prepared to meet, not your want. As I bring this podcast to a conclusion, I would like to remind listeners that there is a time for everything. Although for some people, it is always time to receive. However, for you, child of God, I ask you to consider taking the time and give thanks to God for what you have already been given. Appreciate what you have received from God. Don't be Oliver, the son of Twist, who had his conscience twisted by his friends and circumstances, thinking that all that is there to life is to ask for more. But if you must ask for more, then you must ask for more contentment because little is much with God in it. We all need to learn what Paul learned. And he said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 10, Do you want to be truly rich? You already are if you are happy and good. After all, we didn't bring any money with us when we came into this world. And we can't carry away a single penny when we die. So we should be well satisfied without money, 
if we have enough food and clothing but people who long to be rich soon begin to do all kinds of wrong things to get money things that hurt them and make them evil-minded and finally send them to hell itself for the love of money is the first step towards all kinds of sin some people have even turned away from God because of their love for it and as a result have pierced themselves with many sorrows my brothers my sisters Godliness with contentment is gain. It's the key to a successful, happy Christian living. If only us can be content with what God has given to us. In spite of societal uh, machination that make us to want more every now and then. We need Jesus Christ to help us to do this. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come again to you and we thank you for your word that has come to us today. Lord, thank you for reminding us to be contented with what we have, God, with what you have given to us. And we ask for forgiveness, O oh Lord, from you today for not appreciating the things that you have given us the gift of life lord help us god to be a living example to others that when they see us they will see christ in us father break us loose today from the spirit of capitalism break us loose lord from the spirit of consumerism we thank you because at the name of Jesus Christ, every kneel with bow and every tongue shall confess. Therefore, we confess our satisfaction in Christ Jesus today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want Jesus in my life more than anything this world can offer me. For I know that He alone can satisfy. Just to know He's leading in my life is worth everything that I might sacrifice. Jesus, I'd rather have
for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.